Easter is a time for sharing with those you love. And there's no easier way to let someone know you're thinking of them this Easter than with the Cadbury Worldwide Hide. Hmm. No, they'll find it there. Register now and from the 14th of March you can hide a virtual egg anywhere in the world for your loved one to find. Perfect. They'll never look there. And you can even order a real one to be delivered. Search Cadbury Worldwide Hide or visit worldwidehide.cadbury.ie for more information. TNCs apply. I'm even happier seeing Karen's face on screen, so it's just beautiful. Keep up to date with the latest WSL action and the biggest interviews. I just love moving teams and then you have to do an initiation. Just love that moment in the sort of limelight. Subscribe to the Koi Gig podcast stream on the OTB Sports app now. There you have it. The football pod team tune is back and the boys are back. Paddy Andrews is here. He's smiling away. And Andy Moran, how are you doing? All good, my side. We have a happily married man below me here on the screen. So it's, uh, yeah, it's all good. A lot has changed, Tommy. A lot has changed. A lot has changed. But do you know what? The season is back underway. And I think, Paddy, myself and yourself were saying we better get straight into it here. We better get straight into our season preview for 2022. The jackpot was won in Mayo this week. Oshin Mullen is staying. He's not going to the AFL. So Andy Moran, are Mayo going to finally win the All-Ireland this year? Tommy, 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 you can't be asking me stuff like that. Anymore. Early in the year for that. Uh, what do, do you do mean we, you're Andy Moore from the football pod? We're, we're in the same competition. I, uh, I'm. Uh, uh, <laughs> we're playing them in the first and the second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Uh, no, but I seen a great thing online today. They go, the genie is granted two wishes. Some focus one nineteen million. Oshie won in a stain, and it's uh, what's the third wish? He's saving so, the third one. He's saving the third one for September or July. But, but it, like it was, it was well, and you, 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 you Mullen has got a cut. Someone's after winning that nineteen million. Gone, Oshin. There's nothing for you, our. There's nothing for you down in Oz. Here's a couple yeah. of grand to keep you here, like. Yeah, we were like we were like just you you replayed the clip today online actually, and, mm. uh, but it like it's it's massive, lads. It, like in terms of like you look at and we, and we mentioned them. You mentioned look at Kieran Kilkenny if he went, if Clifford went, if these guys went there. They're generational players, and for him to stay, it's 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 a huge, huge plus to Mayo. And, we're going uh, to get back to Oshie Mullen in a little bit, <laughs> but let's not leave the listeners any longer. Andy, you've an announcement to to break the paddy and and to make to the listeners, I suppose. I don't believe it. I don't believe it till I hear it from the horse's mouth. Like, yeah. So the paddy and Andy show is now turning into the paddy and Jenny show, isn't it? It's uh, <laughs> Je- Je- Jenny's taking over, but obviously this is our this is our last pod. The bromance is over. I don't believe pa- it. Tommy, don't say it's over. Tommy being the third wheel. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Yeah, gone. But it, listen, if, if you go, can, can we somehow, Tommy, surely you've built something with all the contract changes you've made. Jenny has to stay on. I, I'm working on it. We'd be happy enough. Like, yeah. We'll yeah. deal with Andy's loss. Do you know them contracts, Paddy, that used to be out years ago where the captain of the club used to make it say, I have to be the highest paid person. <laughs> so, like, you were definitely negotiating in the background out of, out of this. Right? <laughs> you, were, you were on to Andy's cut. <laughs> yeah, whoever's coming in here, I can get Moran's cut, yeah. And I've got to be paying off that wedding for the next five years. <laughs> oh, my God. I needed something. I needed hey, something. but you, you, know, you know it's a glamorous wedding when, like, so my wife Jenny is getting texts from her. Did you see Patty Andrews' wedding? It's unreal. <laughs> <laughs> so those, those those big hitters cancelled about four times. So we had enough time planning the bloody. <laughs> what a show! Look great, Patty. Well done. So come here. Uh, you're out the door, Andy. So, so I'm after spending as well as the wedding about five grand on a thousand Patty and Andy football pod T-shirts. So, oh, Jesus Christ! It's like yeah. Garth Brooks all over again. 
Tommy, who's a famous Andy? We can get in. I know. I think we're gonna we're gonna start our search for the next best Andy around the country. We're gonna Andy Carroll, Six Nations is an arm for a month. You guys, he has time in his hands. He's a good show, yeah. You gotta do me a favor, though. You gotta do me a favor. It can't be a defender. Ah, you can't, Jesus, you can't ruin this. Like you claim to be a full forward, Tommy. Joe Paddy was one of the best in the business. You gotta go with a bit of glamour, do you? The, the furthest back we go is midfield. <laughs> I don't even know if we can go that far back. Like. Yeah, if you, if it'll expose us. It'll be the Tommy and defender show. <laughs> it would only expose the pod. No, no, I think it's a safe space for forwards here on the football pod. But uh, yeah, it's it's. I'm quite emotional now, Andy. I've probably known longer than anyone that. It just wasn't going to happen. It just look, it is impossible. Like you're, you're the intercounty manager for Leitrim. Your your time is uh is going to be taken up between that and and the business and Jenny and the kids. So look at the football pod. We're going to miss you. You're always going to be a part of the football pod of Penny and Andy. You're always welcome back. So uh, yeah, and I'm delighted that you're back for a, a final thirtieth episode. I didn't think we'd get this chance. Yeah, no, it's great. I'm delighted and. We'll do. We'll do it. I'll be a guest. I'll be a guest at the end. I'll be a guest. <laughs> at the end. No, but it was. It was. It was brilliant. And like, I, I suppose the reasons behind it, and like people just kind of hear the show and see what's kind of happening. But Paddy will tell you there that when you're analysing eight division or seven division one games or six division one games a week, mm-hmm. and then you're trying to do that with division two and give it the respect that it's going. If you're a, a football manager or coach or anything like that along the way as well it'd be just too much Joe you need to be analysing your own team see where they're going the opposition so it was just it came to the the point where it was just going to be a tiny bit too much but uh, it wasn't easy uh, I'll tell you my good wife wanted me to keep it on if I'm being honest uh, <laughs> but it, it, it just was the it was the automatic decision and what a, what, a, what a time 30 episodes lads we did well yeah, we had a good run of it. I tell it from my side, Andy, as well, and, and I, I know I said this to you a couple of weeks back. I, I when it was announced, and I know how passionate you were to, to get into coaching, obviously, and when it was announced you were, you were taking on Leitrim, I just assumed, knowing from the time and effort that goes into that to uh, at any level, like, like we were fortunate, obviously, playing in, in Division One teams and competing to win all Ireland with, with Dublin and Mayo, but it's the same across the board. We spoke about it so many times last year, inter-county football, the, the sacrifices that need to be made at all levels of the game. And for you going in as a coach and, and for the Leitrim players, that's going to take up nearly all your time, you know? <laughs> Jenny and the business as well. So we kind of assumed that that, that, that was the end of the road, but, but, but it was... It was amazing the amount of people who had said it to me in terms of when is the when is the pod coming back? Is Andy coming back? And I just think to, to all the listeners, and as we finished up last year, Tommy, you put something out absolutely incredible. We had over half a million. Yeah, six months throughout the course of the year, and yeah. us two Egypts or three Egypts starting off last last January hadn't well. Me and Andy had no clue what we were doing. Tommy, it was May. It was only May. May going to May. We, oh, sorry, we hadn't even spoken sorry. as a trio yeah. in May. So there for you us go. to kick off and we were dipping our toe in and we weren't sure how it was going to go and it was it was brilliant. We, we, we had such great crack and, and managed to, to, to drag it out for, for the rest of the year and what was a really unique season in the GAA as well. So, so we're good. I'm good at Andy and, and we, we, we great crack. We miss you, obviously. Wish you all the best with Leitrim. It's exciting, I think, for, for everyone across the GAA to get a new season started a full season, proper National League, championship mm. down the road. And uh, wishing you all the best, obviously, in your first inter-county job as well. And to all the listeners, I'm sure they'll be absolutely good at it. But we'll have to pull something out of the bag, Tommy. We'll, 
Yes, Paddy. It's late in the transfer window. You know, left it's, us in the lurch here. But. It, it, is, it is a transfer window, though. It's the, show, open, the, so. show must, the show must go on, as they say. Jim White is in. Jim White is in. We, we, don't, we can't say or we don't know who it is, but I guarantee you next week we will have Andy's... Uh, Pro, no, 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 it's a pro, and replace a younger him. model. Are we going for a younger model? Maybe. But it's I don't hard know. to get anyone older than me. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you um, want current and me, you're, you have to go younger. <laughs> you have to go younger. What hell do you, who, like, where, where are we, where are we going shopping, Tommy? What's in the I don't know, look, we, we might go on a tour around the country and try and figure out where we can go next. But I don't know, is there anyone in me either? You're probably not going to let me get another Mead man on, are you? Mead. Are you you cover Mead as, as much as anyone, Tommy. No, we're not going okay, there. I got, I've got Mead boxed off. Can't go to it for a dub, so all the dubs are locked away. <laughs> Might have to look a little further south or a little more over to the west again. Do you know, we got a lot of love from Mayo this year. Maybe we've got to share that around to Roscommon, maybe, or go. We'll see. We'll see what happens. No right. more to be said about that. Tommy, keep me in the loop. I'll keep you in the loop, Paddy. Don't you worry. But Andy, it's been an absolute pleasure. And... Uh, yeah, some some of my favorite bits from the pod over the over the few months. Um, I loved hearing you talking about your favorite scores, wearing the socks up, the favorite uh, <laughs> some of your favorite heroes growing up, and and you know there was the, one of the first few weeks we were talking about Kieran McDonald and the magical days of '06 and the Mayo dressing room back then. It was just brilliant being able to sit between the two of you and listen to the stories as as the careers went on. And yeah, it, it's it's funny when you think back that first episode we were sitting here and. Uh, one of the, the first topics we actually did on the pod, and I don't know if we actually realized it since, was uh, Tyrone. How can you change the culture of a team after the heart rain? So <laughs> I don't know if that's us predicting the future <laughs> very early on, but what do we see? I have a listen back. Up until Tyrone actually beat them, so I can't claim, claim credit. What? Andy, I think did you back them? You did. Didn't well, you? I, backed them to, I backed them to win Ulster. I didn't. Uh, I didn't back them after that. But it was um, no. I do some great, great times. Like, like I remember the one, the one that stood out. And when Kevin McMenamin retired, I think I texted you, uh, Tommy, at the time. Mm. But in Paddy's yarn about not the yarn, the story about the way Crow Park was rocking when he scored that mm. goal. I remember sitting there, in the exact position, hair standing in the back of my head. Like, why is it starting in the back of my head after Dublin winning about 25 All-Irelands in a row? But it was just... That was one of our early ones, though. No, yeah, man. no, but it was just an amazing story. And I think them stories, I think, probably coupled us well with the, a team that we really heard of. I'm not saying you gave much away anyway, Paddy, but just mm. little bits of what a successful team looked like, where it went, went from there. And then yeah. I could come in with the, I, I suppose, the other side of it where we, we, were the, we, we lost, but we did a lot of the similar stuff. But how he got over the line, I think it was just it was just amazing, and the way it took off it was it was it was it was brilliant. It was funny, lads. You mentioned that um, obviously with, with COVID and things like that, and and obviously there from Dublin's perspective, since Kevin Mack has retired and, and Philly McMahon has retired as well, we all kind of caught up at my wedding, which we had a big crowd at. It was the first time Clucko was there as well. He came out of hibernation for uh, there's for an amazing photo. One night only, yeah, and it was just, it was the first time in, in a long time due to everything, the retirement and COVID and stuff, that we'd all kind of been back together for a few points, um, and it was funny, we were just talking about stories like that, not specifically Kevin's goal, and just everything, and, and like we, we touched on it a good bit, Andy, in the past, stuff that, that maybe supporters wouldn't have seen, like it, everyone knows about the big games and the matches in Crow Park, but some of the trips we went on and, and kind of the the laugh you had and, and the bonds you had um, over 10, 12 years playing together. So 
it was funny we, we were able to do that um, over Christmas time as well and that's really the special part of, of of what the GAA is all about really and I think our own conversations last year and I think from speaking with listeners of the pod mm. they found that really insightful and that was one of the best parts as much as analysing the games that were happening at the weekend just little insights from, from our own our own stories as well and it was great to li- listen, I suppose, from the, from the Mayo perspective, from our side as well, because, like I said, when we were on the pitch, we, we weren't exactly mixing and having no. these conversations. So I was, I, was laughing, like, I was laughing there when you were talking the stories. Did the call it the Costello penalty story, lads? Yes. Jeez, <laughs> it was brilliant, wasn't it? Um, he was a top form at the wedding as well, the cheeky little... That photo from the wedding, that, that must have just been one of those... like. Congratulations on the wedding. It looked like it was an incredible thing. I, I rang you afterwards, the video with the fireworks, and I rang you about it and asked you, you know, what were you thinking there looking up at them? I won't repeat the answer you gave me, but yeah, what, what an unbelievable. He had a couple of days up in Monaghan as well, but we that did, must be yeah. one of those moments when you have everyone together. It must have been a bit surreal having having everyone together. For yeah, uh, just, just like I wouldn't have seen, a lot of lads might have even seen Jim in, in, in quite a while since, since he'd finished up as well. Um, so just, look, it was just great to, to kind of catch up with everyone, and, and we're fortunate, I suppose. And Andy, you'll know even for your book launch, you know a lot, a lot of your ex teammates and stuff were there. That's the beauty that we have to look forward to. That hopefully over the next kind of five, ten, fifteen years, you'll be able to catch up with these guys as different things, and that's what, like I said, that's that's what it was all about. More so than look, we were fortunate, we got a couple of medals. The guys didn't, but I'm sure that the memories and the, the friendships and stuff like that that you'll have going forward. So that was great. It was when I opened it for me. It was the first time I'd like say caught up with everyone really since since I'd retired as well. So look, it was great. Yeah, it was a it was a good couple of days as well. We enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I was funny the the uh the Netflix producers of Drive to Survive got accused of <laughs> not not maybe affecting the outcome of the final race of the season. And I was just thinking, you know, obviously they're getting involved in golf now and apparently they're making a tennis documentary. But if they wanted to make a GA documentary, they would have scripted Mayo beating Dublin last year. Because I'm sorry, Paddy, I was sitting beside your bird, but it was, it was perfect for the pod. It was perfect for the pod, even even just that semi-final. So, uh, yeah, look at that. It was a brilliant, brilliant summer. So thanks very much, Andy, for all you gave us as a as a pundit and a teammate on the football pod over the last year. Uh, so thanks from all the podcast listeners. And now a little break. We're going to take a little break in the pod and we're going to be back with our special guest, Andy Moran, the Leitrim manager. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome back to the football pod with Paddy Andrews <clears throat> and the Leitrim manager, Andy Moran, who is a guest right now on the football pod. <laughs> Andy, how have the first session has changed there? Look oh, I've got all serious. My legs are crossed and stuff like this. I'm sitting back. I'm more relaxed. He's changed. He's got, a, he's got to change into a suit there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the part of the pod where you're supposed to hit subscribe, lads, and you're supposed to share it or like it or whatever you're doing, wherever you're listening to it. So thanks very much for tuning in. We're going to chat to Andy a little bit now about his first couple of weeks in the job. Andy, how have you settled in? Has it been, a, has it been manic and, and busy, as, as one can imagine? Yeah, it's been uh, all of the above, but it's uh, been really good. And not to be too political and righteous with my answer, but it like I think I said a couple of weeks ago that Leitrim is a mad spot in terms of 
football is the sport. Like it, there's really, there's a bit of hurling, but outside that, the Sligo Leitrim playing the soccer together, few boys going to play for Rovers, but outside a small few areas, Gaelic football is the sport, it's the religion down there and yeah, and that's the way it's been. It's it's uh, it's mad. It's uh, people love it. They love talking about it. It's all infectious, uh, which which is brilliant. And Joe, uh, you know, you're kind. Of, I'm coming from a county that's kind of like that anyway. So it, it it really is enjoyable. The boys have absolutely lit up the training fields in terms of wanting to be there, putting in great effort, you know, doing stuff that they, they probably haven't done in in, in the past. And it's um, no, it's been great. What's the what's the energy like? being part of a group again like that. I know you're obviously involved at club level mm. and you stayed at Balladrine and you were still playing, but you never stepped away from that. You stepped away from the intercounty game there for a year or so. Well, what's it like being back in? Is it a different dynamic? It's uh, not a different dynamic than the Mayo dressing room, but it would be a small bit different than a club dressing room because county football, whichever county you go into, you're dealing with the, the, the elite players within that county. All the guys, you make the decision that you want to be there. Like some of the guys I rang to come in said, no, it's not for me. And then the rest of the guys all want to be there. They make the decision to be there. Where at club level, it's it's a club. It's more of a you know, inclusion, more so than Anthony. And it, it just it does create a tiny bit of a, a different sort of stimulus within the dressing room. And the guys... You know, they're hungry, they, they, they want to do well, they want to get, get the best out of themselves and sure, that's where you want to be. It's uh, As a player, manager, coach, whatever you are, they're, they're the situations you want to be in. Paddy, I'm going to let you jump in here in a second, but when a, when a new manager comes in, you often see it in the Premier League, there's the bounce, right? But, <laughs> you know, in, in football or soccer, that happens, yeah. that often happens, yeah. That often happens very quickly. You know, there's a game two days later, three days later, you're building up to your league opener and that's going to be at the end of this month. So that's probably, that's probably 10 weeks more, nearly three months since you took over. So how do you keep that energy ticking over? Do you know, I'm sure there's the trials early on, you get your squad together. But for the last couple of weeks and the next couple of weeks, you had the, the game of the air dome, obviously. That was obviously a, a great occasion. Obviously you, you lost, but it, you seem to get a good, uh, a good tune out of your team that night in, in some ways. Yeah, and you get you get challenge matches then along the way. Uh, like we would have been very kind of unfortunate in, in Connacht. We went with the knockout FBD format where it had been better, I think, for all teams if you had uh, two, three matches and then a round robin, then a final. Just just for preparation, you don't have to go looking for it. It's official. On that, you get on that Andy, just, just we're chatting kind of up. How was that? Were the counties consulted about that? Because you're looking at the O'Byrne Cup, the McKenna Cup, the McGrath Cup. January, managers and players, everyone just wants games. Mm. Particularly for, for new coaches coming in. Let's get players game time. You see, for the, even looking from my Dublin hat on, it's the first time in years that Dublin are putting out some of their, their big players in the O'Byrne Cup because everyone just wants matches at this time of year. So it's just an odd one. Look at what Jack O'Connor's doing. A full yeah, suite of cards against Limerick yeah. that first well, night. All five counties in, in Connacht would have preferred to play two or three times. Mm, yeah, no, it's, it's an odd decision from, from the Connacht Council, isn't it? Yeah, our, our first year in, to be honest, Paddy, I, like, you have so much things to do, you have so much things to organise, you're trying to get your backroom team together, you're trying to get them moving and kind of working together and getting them all fitted in, getting all the players on the field, making sure everyone is doing their bits and pieces. I never really thought about actually during the game and not yeah. having multiple games. So as soon as you lose that game against Sligo, you're thinking, 
oh, Joe, we need to start looking here. So all of a sudden, I've got friendly with a whole lot of managers around the place. <laughs> right, uh, guys that, like when you were playing, you were probably avoiding, you know. And uh, yeah, some You're of them. They're held in Jersey there looking for a Yeah, challenge. yeah, yeah. He, he didn't let me have one. <laughs> he didn't let me have one, brother. Yeah, I, I did I fit early. Yeah, obviously, I'd be friendly with Keane O'Neill, but we tried, we tried, but it just didn't suit. <laughs> See, all these bigger counties then, on top of it, you go in and try to play a bigger county. They have so many guys in Sigerson. Yeah. It doesn't really suit what they're trying to do either. And then you have the COVID issue and all that. So it's just a bit difficult. But we've been lucky enough over the last couple of weeks. We've we've got a few challenges in around the place. And Tommy, you did to answer your question, how do you build the momentum? Mm. Is show some improvement to like the formation, the tactics, the game plan you're trying to play to, and then guys can see that kind of work and are, are coming into play or seeing where it could benefit or you're it might go wrong on the day you play against Sligo and then you improve it, little things like that. I think they all kind of add to the add to the, um, add to the situation. It, it helps build momentum towards your first game. Now, our first game, our first game. Thank you, Juan. Yeah, I don't know if Paddy's aware of this, but our first two games are the Munster champions uh, in the second game from 18 months ago. And our first game is the Ulster champions from I 18 months ago. I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, no, listen, it, people go to me, oh, that's a horrible start, but, I think it's a it's probably a better start because all the pressure is on them two guys um, in terms of playing us. Um, we didn't win a game last year, and then you kind of just go in and you get them out of the way, and it's done, you know. And uh, you know, hopefully, pick up uh, a result or two along the way. Yeah, best of luck in that. Um, Calvin obviously took down the All Ireland champions. Now I wanted to ask Paddy this question. I'm not going to ask Andy it. What's it like after coming back from a couple of weeks in the sun, like? one of the Dublin team holidays after winning the All-Ireland and being thrown into an O'Byrne Cup game. or Actually, you were never thrown in there, were you? The well, no, Tyrone we lads did, were thrown into the McKenna Cup game. We, we did. In the early part of Jim's reign, we we did play the O'Byrne Cup. I think we, we won in 13 and we played it in 14 and, and in 15 and 16. And then after, we played Longford in the 16 O'Byrne Cup semi-final. And we actually put out a, a decent team. We were, we were back from Jamaica, I think. And Longford hammered us in Pierce Park. And we had like seven or eight of the team playing from the All-Ireland Final the, the previous year. And I remember coming back on the bus after losing to Longford. And uh, Jim wasn't happy. And he, he brought us up one by one. So James McCarthy, myself, Kieran Kenny, and himself and Declan Darcy, Jason Sherlock, they, they were showing us clips from the game. And we, we were absolutely catastrophic. My arse was hanging out with my shorts, a little belly on me. And... Uh, and just showing us making, like, dropping balls and being beaten out the balls, kicking wides. For about three or four minutes, you're sitting beside me going, what is, the, you're a sham. You're a disgrace. <laughs> like, what were you doing over Christmas? And we were on, we were on, we are in bloody Jamaica. Like. <laughs> we were sitting at the pool the week before drinking cocktails with, with the coaches, like, so that was the last, I think, of World Cup. We didn't play it again any year after. So Longford finished us for a couple of years. Uh, but it's funny to see now... Tyrone, obviously, first all Ireland for all those guys. I think they were in they were in the states from Miami, yeah, or, you know, the Florida, I think. Looking at the Instagram. and they came back and they 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 were pretty well beaten, obviously. But yeah, like, five or six, I think, who started the all Ireland final started, but Cavan mm. would have been well up for that. Like Cavan, you know, it's an interesting year. one, right? Cavan obviously had a bad season last year. We touched on the, on the pod; they were the reigning Ulster champions, and they did not get going. So we could see. They've had a long, hard look at themselves and, and, and that was a kind of a statement when they're going to be looking 
to get out of, of, of Division 4 and he's obviously that's the challenge for, for, for not just Leitrim but for all the counties there that the Cavern are probably not a Division 4 team but that's the opportunity for a lot of those teams and it's mm. handy for, for you guys getting them the first game I think I agree with you I think it's a great time to, to get a county like that uh, but, but for Tyrone it's interesting I do remember in later years we didn't play our Burn Cup but we came back in our first National League games we played Kildare one year we played Cork another year in Crow Park Donegal another time and we were back in, in Ireland about three or four days. We hadn't. We did one training session on the Thursday night. We went out and we won all of those games. So, so that was that was actually, in a way, a big confidence booster for us. That, that I remember particularly Kildare and Cork both years. They had been training quite a bit, and we literally came back off, you know, a couple of months being on the piss. I managed to beat them in Crow Park in the opening league game, and it was kind of like okay. We felt that that would be a blow to, to that, those teams' confidence, knowing that, that we'd come back. And it was nearly like an early win for us in the season. Um, we didn't speak about it much but, but as, as a group, but, but, but the players in the dressing room were going, geez, we're literally back. The lads, we're still sunburned playing in Crow Park. <laughs> you know, lads are peeling yeah, on the jerseys. Yeah. And, and we go out and we win our first game in Division One. It's just, a, 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 we're, like we touched on it so many times last year, momentum, mm. even for the bigger teams. That was like a, a, a boost. The arm, yeah. We were the All-Ireland champions. So it was interesting to see Tyrone be so well beaten. That's a big challenge for those guys because on the flip side, I remember Dublin won their first All-Ireland, the same scenario as Tyrone were now back in 2011. And the 2012 season, I was brought back onto the panel after my uh, sabbatical with, with Pat Gilroy. And that was a bad season for Dublin. Right from the very beginning of the season, they struggled through the National League. Uh, I remember Mayo playing Mayo and Castlebar, and they absolutely hopped off us uh, by about 10 or 12 points. We had a couple of lads sent off. It was a bad National League. We struggled, barely won the Leinster Championship. I think Wexford really better us in the Championship. And then we ultimately lost to Mayo in the All-Ireland semi-final. But it was that season, there was just a hangover from winning the All-Ireland, and we never got rid of it. And that was a massive lesson when, when we won the All-Ireland then the following year in 2013 and Jim was the coach, that we wanted to avoid any sort of complacency. We wanted to avoid ever being questioned, going, those lads are partying still or that their head's not in the right place. But that can happen for a team that wins their first. Yeah. That's, that's, it can go both ways. Like I said, no one on this pod suggested that Tyrone, I don't think anyone tipped Tyrone to win the All-Ireland last year. Mm. So... so it's a brilliant achievement and the job Fergal Logan and Dewar did. And those players, they were the best team in the championship last year. Consistently, we, we waxed lyrical about them. Some of their individual performances were top class. That's the big challenge. I'm interested to see how Tyrone perform in Division 1 because that's just a little warning sign that you don't like. I, I know they're only back from holidays, but to get a beating like that, it'll be interesting to see how they perform over the first couple of weeks uh, of Division 1. Because you don't want that can linger, and and like if you're not used to it, which those guys aren't, that can, you, you just want to put that to bed straight away and go out with a strong performance. I know they play Monaghan at home in their first league game, get two points on the board, well, and, and just don't have those questions hanging around. That that's <laughs> nothing easy when it comes to Monaghan ever, ever. Yeah. So yeah, but it's it's interesting. I wanted to get your, when Calvin Betrone. I I just wanted to ask you. I asked you. I wanted to ask you that question. What was it like coming home after you know tapering off or you know the body relaxing? Is it like a shock to the system? A cold, hard January night. You know what I'd say, right? 
the benefit we had with Dublin was the depth of our squad that, and I, I touched on this in my own career, there were seasons, even though we won the All-Ireland, there were seven or eight players who had been subs that were only coming on, you know, Kevin McMenamin, myself, Owen O'Gara, these guys. We mightn't have played as well the previous season. Even though the team had won the All-Ireland, there were seven or eight guys always come yeah. January. It was like, I need to hit the ground running here. Yeah. That was, that's the benefit of depth in your squad. That even though maybe the main guys like a Fenton or Bernard Brogan or Paul Flynn at the time, they were guaranteed their place. There's always two or three guys. They might take a little bit of a break before they come back. But there was always more guys coming in that they were absolutely ravenous to play and perform because that was their chance. And that's the interesting thing with Tyrone. We thought they had such a strong squad last year and they got such impact off the bench that I'm looking, like if I, I, from the outside looking in, I'm going, well, Carl McShane had had injuries and he was a sub and he was was making massive impact last year. But but he's got to be thinking to himself, I want to be the absolute main man this year. So I'm going to train. Yes, celebrate the All-Ireland, but I'm coming back in January and I'm going to be Tyrone's main man. And there should be four or five Tyrone guys in that bracket that even though the team have won the All-Ireland, they need to put a personal statement there. So that's, that, that, that was interesting to see. I would have thought guys were going, that McKenna Cup, I'm going to put my stall out and make sure that I'm one of the main men for the All-Ireland champions this year. So that's, that's like, what I'm sure the coaches are looking for the first couple of weeks. Richie Donnelly, Richie Donnelly and Rory Brennan didn't even make the All-Ireland final 26th. And on the day, the match programme, I wouldn't forget it. There yeah. was a, I must take it out here now, but the, the, the final squad had two defenders on it, 26 split. They couldn't pick which yeah. defender they were bringing until the very last day. It was Monroe, and I can't, I can't remember the second part. I better uh, get his name. You're telling me. But it uh, went right down to the wire, and I asked, you know, I asked I Tom say, Shane about it, and he said it was that night or so that the decision yeah. was made or bringing one lad over another. You're telling me those guys are sitting there going, okay, Toronto won the All-Ireland. It, it was a massive team effort. But there's an individual pride there going, well, I want to be, I want to make a bigger contribution. So when we get back next January, I'm going to make sure that... Fergal Logan, Brian Deere, any time Tyrone are taking the pitch, they can't pick a team without me. And that mentality, that's, that's what the depth of a squad is doing. And that's why it's, it's, it was surprising to see, I know it's a, a mechanical game. Look, it's not the end of the world, but I, I will be keeping an eye on that and seeing how they deal with that and what new players are putting their hand up to, to, to be part of that team. Yeah, no, very much so. Uh, one player that caught my eye the night he played in the Air Dome, Andy, if you don't mind me asking, was Emlyn Mulligan. He's a fella that... You know, he, he was one of those players that we always knew as somebody who perhaps was always maybe a star on a smaller team. He always had a bit of a profile. Paddy, you obviously played him in Bridget's as well. He was always somebody that kind of captured the eye when he played. He was flashy, had everything. The man only played in Crow Park once back in 20. It's incredible that Emlyn Mulligan only played in Crow Park once. And that was in his last year in the league final against Derry. Um, but he wasn't playing uh, last year anyways. Great that you managed to get someone like that back into the squad, I, I'd imagine. Yeah, and he's—I know Emlyn for years. See, we were in we were in DIT together in Sligo. Um, there you go, so, another pod, another college buddy of uh, Andy yeah, Moran. Yeah, yeah, so we we were would so ah no, he was he was one of the first calls in terms of. So I know his character. I know what he's like. Um, he's a good guy, really good influence around the place. Um, looks after himself, you know, like one of these guys that you just want to have around the place. And he, he's been really good, he, he, like really good to the younger fellas um, in terms of showing them what it takes. First man out on the pitch, last man leaving. And I know that's a an old, what, what would you call it? Uh, 
Yeah, mate, but it's the truth about yeah. about some players, and he, he is. He's out there first, and he's he, he's 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 setting the standard of moving along. And he's been just really good since he was in. He's went through a bit, I suppose, the last two years not been involved. Um, played quite well that day against Derry. Kicked a lovely score into the hill just after half time. Um, but he's mature, like he's like. He's 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 how you know like there's there's certain levels on a team where fellas are just out of college, just out under twenty, and then you've somebody who's married, has a kid, has bought a house, has done life stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? So there's all different elements, and you can kind of learn from everything. And it's great for the young fellas to see guys like that around the place as well. And plus, being able to give the time, work, be the first on the pitch, and and put himself around the place as well. So really good influence around the place. Delighted to have him. Great to hear it. Are you back at Bridges this year? Me? Yeah. <laughs> I hey, we have, reverse, the, reverse, the, reverse the question back to him. I'm, a, I'm asking. Reverse, reverse, reverse it back to you. Let's wipe you in the market for a full forward. Are you, yeah, 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 I'm open for offers. Yeah. <laughs> Carl Jackson will give you a few quid. You, you played. Proper sponsor, maybe. Emlyn played with you for a couple of years, didn't he? He did, yeah. No, I know Muggsy came down for a couple of years when he... he, he I don't actually think he was based. He's a guard, obviously. He, he, I don't think he was based in Dublin at the time. So he was doing a bit of, bit of travelling and stuff like that. But just he, he's just a sound fella. Um, a talented player. like, and, and we were touching on it. And you know this. I know we're probably biased towards forwards. But he's a guy who can kick scores. Like, and... and if you're managing or organising a team, getting the defence sorted is probably the easy, easier part. It's not easy, but it's maybe easier. You need to be organised, hard work, things like that. Getting guys that can kick scores is the, the challenging part. It's probably the hardest part of the game. Mm. Getting guys that can kick three or four or five points under pressure, that's going to be the difference between winning games and losing games. You've seen how, how tight they are, particularly this time of year. So he, was, um, he did a couple of years with us in Bridget's. We were kind of in transition at the time it wasn't our best period with Bridges we were kind of coming to the end of our, our, our kind of I suppose golden age in, in a way our, our best period uh, but, but just a great guy testament that exactly what Andy said a sound fella to, to have around the restroom and that experience is important and just from listening to it and we, we spoke about it last year a new coach and someone with Andy's profile and, and the way Andy's just passionate about the game it's infectious that, that gets guys wanting to play and commit. We said the the drawback and the big elephant in the in the room with intercounty football is that it, it can become a chore for teams and for players, and players don't enjoy it and, and they want to move on. And and a new coach coming in and we've seen it like the success stories. If you look at last year's national league, and the beginning he goes into Antrim, brilliant season gets them promoted. Mickey Hart goes into Loud, fresh face, a, a big personality like like Andy. If you're a player in Loud, you're going, geez, Mickey Hart's coaches. They get promoted. What John Mahon does with Offaly, Rory Gallagher going into Derry. No pressure, that's, Andy. That's, but, but that's, I know, Andy, that's, that's what you, the ideal scenario is that's what happens, that, that you get guys who want to play for the county, want to play for Leitrim. They've got a, a, an iconic coach coming in who's going to impart wisdom that they may, may not have had before. There's, there's intrigue there. Mm. And, and the biggest thing, how many times did we say it? I'd say in nearly all 29 episodes about momentum, about maximizing your potential. There are going to be teams over the next 10 weeks in the National League that get that momentum. We don't know who they are now. You can, you can look and say, I think they'll do well. I think there's pressure on those guys. But you start winning a couple of games. And Andy, 
Exactly, Leitrim go out and they beat Cavan in their first game. Like you're telling me, the county will go <laughs> mental. Yeah. But that's what happens. That's the beauty of the National League, and that's what can happen. And that's what coaches, um, Keith Rickens, going to look for it in Cork. I we said it in Kildare. I'm intrigued. Kildare in Division One, and if you're a young lad in Kildare, mm. you've got those four guys, yeah. are, arguably your four most iconic players ever are coaching that team, what are you going to be like? You know, I'm expecting Kildare to come out all guns play. If I was from Kildare and Anthony Rainbow, Glenn Ryan, Dermot Early, Johnny Doyle there, I'd be, I couldn't, yeah. you'd have to drag me off the pitch. And that's, know, that's, that's let's take the road from Kildare down to Kerry. Do you know, you'd but imagine there could be a bounce there too. Yeah, Andy. but just, just on that, like what, what Paddy's saying there, and what's success um, I think we had two really intriguing guys on the on the pod as guests in in Colin Collins and Rory Gallagher. So mm. Rory was talking about his time with Fermanagh, and he was saying like it was amazing. I, I I've listened to that pod about five times because it was amazing what he deemed success in Fermanagh, and what the outside public deemed. Mm. You know, and obviously yeah. somebody seen something that Rory Gallagher was doing in Fermanagh and said, "I want you and Derry," and they got him straight away. You know, but like. He was deeming success. We held on to here. We nearly got promoted. We got Quigley playing. You know, all that sort of stuff. There was little moments of success there. He but never Colin wavered. Col- he never wavered from that either. Once, you know, once. all the all the all the, the, the criticism of Fermanagh never wavered. He knew he knew what success was for his team. Yeah, and then like you've Colin Collins, a way more understated character, <laughs> but still that sheer kind of confidence in what is success for him. Mm. And getting to Division Two was a major aim to be in the top sixteen in the count in the country. Uh, he mentioned the Milltown massacre. He mentioned all this sort of stuff, which you know he, he seen the bad times and he seen what 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 was bad about there. And he he measured his success by not getting out of Division Four straight away by Joe buying it building, getting the fellas, all of a sudden Gordon and Gary leave, uh, Gordon Kelly and uh, Gary Brennan leave, yeah. and all of a sudden he keeps them in Division 2. Like it's, you know, so th- there's levels of success and it's what the public uh, deem it and what a manager deem it can be two very different things. Yeah, 100%. Paddy, I think we'll leave the uh, the grilling of Andy Moore and Leitrim manager there. If you, yeah. don't, if you don't mind, Andy, that's all my questions on Leitrim. Yeah, no, listen, that's fine and... Uh, I'm not sure you'd be Tommy would be down interviewing me too often in the next in oh. the next couple of months. I see you putting Donny here on the spot there, Jordan. Jeez, you gave Donny an awful doing in that interview. Did I? At the weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah. Poor old, just, yeah, yeah. Poor old. Just have to move the Munster club Yeah, it was actually it, it, like it, the boys. The should have won it. Ah, yeah. oh, it, it was in, it was incredible. They didn't show up in the first half, but mm. that third quarter, they, like I was talking they to John Cairns. Talking to John Cairns, the Finbar's keeper, and he was saying, like, Donahue's handprints were all over this full-court basketball press. <laughs> he couldn't pick a man out. Then the, the water break happens. Sean Quilter... Killed him. Missed him free, yeah. Oh. Quilter was showing. He was showing really well. It, it wasn't clicking for him, but he kept showing. I really like Sean Quilter. I've watched him a couple of times over the last couple of years. Missed the free. It was a tight enough free from the 13-metre line. Kick out off the back of the second half water break. Paul O'Keefe is roaring and shouting. And Usually when you hear that in the huddle, you're thinking... Don't know if he needs to do that, there might be something. Kick out from John Cairns. Ian Maguire fetches Amazing. a brilliant ball. Ball down the line to Brian Hayes, who was so impressive, and he punched it over the bar. Michael Shields made a massive difference. Massive. massive. I was, Donahue, I, I, Donahue still nearly dragged the back into it. Like he didn't get into the game. They didn't get Donny into the game, and he still created a goal with a minute to go. And just they left too much for themselves to do. Look, yeah. I, fair, play, fair play to Kieran. I'll be coming after you 
I'm sure someday when you've lost. <laughs> but but, but the, the the bars like the bars like miss miss so many as well. Do you know when, half, when, when they're half, in the push? Yeah. But it's just that the, the, I thought the stacks the the they had them coming in, coming into that water break, and it's amazing. I, I thought I thought your interview with uh, Donny was unreal because I'll tell you why. He spotted the kick out after the water like. It's okay spotting that stuff when you're watching it on telly. Yeah. Joe, and you can go, oh, that could be a big miss. Joe, Quilter yeah. missing the free. Yeah. And then you, you see the catch from Maguire and go, oh, that could be a big play. But when you're playing on the field, yeah. it's actually hard to spot them. And 10 minutes after the game, you have the microphone stuck in his face. Mm. And he know, I think that's really, like you're on from a coaching perspective, that's, it's, it's unbelievable to be able to spot that within, within the game that oh, you're yeah. playing and then come out and talk about it afterwards, you know. So yeah. I, I found that fascinating. It's amazing these interviews after the, after the game is kind of, since we started doing these part of kind of caught my attention a bit, you know. He's a, he's an absolute gent. You mentioned the first man in the league. I was the first man in the sample after the TG Carr cameras. The last, I tell you, I was the bloody last man to leave. I couldn't file my interviews. I got locked in twice the sample. If any of the lads who work in Sample Stadium, they let me out twice. A fella, I was so frazzled at one stage. I was up in the press box. I was the only one there. One of the lads was walking along the pitch and he roared up, are you driving a Volkswagen? And I shouted down, no, it's a golf. <laughs> And he goes, I need you to bloody move it. Get it out of the way. <laughs> we were out the night before or something. Oh, uh, no. But but yeah, I walked by Kieran and uh, didn't really say anything, but he looked at me and he said, I have to go over to Tommy here. So fair play to me. Come over for, for a few minutes. But uh, yeah, they were gutted. And Kieran Donny's out again this weekend in the in the National Cup final in the basketball. Incredible. 39 some years man, old. Some boy just amazing. He was on the pod. We, we know what he's like. He's just these top you, class. Just in terms of, of looking forward to the National League game, Armagh Dublin. Yes. On the first night in Crow Park. And that mm-hmm. Armagh team in Crow Park, like, like we say, Crow Park suits Dublin. I think it would suit yeah. the way Armagh play as well. There's some brilliant games. Like Kildare's first game is against Jack O'Connor's Kerry back in Newbridge. Hey, second game. Second game. Dublin <laughs> Kerry might be in. Dublin Kerry in the second game. Second game. Andy Moore, you're not going to see a Division 1 game of football for about four Andy has his hands full. No, but I'm, I'm interested. Is there any, is there any new dubs coming? Um, I'm actually I'm going to go to the Auburn Cup final this, this weekend in, in Parnell so Kildare playing Leash tomorrow mm. I'm expecting probably I'm expecting Kildare to win I hope Kildare wins I think that would be a great game on Saturday Kildare against Dublin um, I, I, I said this last year I think the defeat for Dublin at the time is obviously a disaster but it's like a reset for everyone involved like say Philly and, and Kevin Mack have stepped away Rory O'Carroll these guys are, are not involved the team had to just a natural evolution even though as successful as Dublin have been the team needed to refresh Desi's come out Stevens obviously not going back Jack McCaffrey Paul Mannion these guys that's all of these things were nearly question marks hanging over Dublin and for supporters you're kind of hoping geez I hope the guys come back even me as an ex-player, oh, geez, I'd love to see those guys back in the mix, but it's just probably not going to happen. Now it's like a clean slate. I think it's a clean slate for Desi and the management team and for all the players, just a reset. They've had a couple of months away. They're hurt. I feel like Dublin hadn't lost the championship match in seven bloody years. You know, so it's a unique feeling for all of them. And you're looking at, you're seeing the team sheets in the Auburn Cup games and you're seeing four or five of the main guys playing. You're seeing them playing well. There's clearly hunger there, whereas, Tommy, you, you kind of laugh about it. Normally in January, we're in the bloody Caribbean. <laughs> you know, yeah. cocktails. So it's a different scenario for them. I'm intrigued to see how they 
adapt in the first couple of leagues. Like you say, they've, they've got Armagh who are going to come. You know what Armagh are going to bring. They're going to run from absolutely <laughs> everywhere, all over the pitch. Do they have the athleticism at this stage of the season to deal with that? Then in their second game, they're going to Kerry. They're going out to Tralee. Jacko, Kerry were obviously disappointed. Every bit as disappointed as Dublin were at how their season finished out last year as well. Jacko's come in, new coach. What new players are there? There's no doubt about it. There's going to be three, four, five new names on the Dublin mm. team sheet that haven't been there before. Yeah. Just purely out of just by, by retirements and guys moving on. So it's up to guys to put their hand up. They're going to get the opportunity and what an opportunity to get. Give us one, give us one that excites you. I, I, I like there's talk about Lee Gannon, a defender. I think Dublin are probably a little bit short in, in defence. There's definitely a spot there. Philly McMahon obviously had come on. He was kind of a stalwart of that defence. Johnny Cooper's not there at the minute. There's opportunities for these younger guys. And, and someone like Lee Gannon, who's played the games to date. Is he, he, could speed, is he, is he fast? Like, is he speed? God, you have to have gas. Yeah, yeah. You have to have gas. But, but I know... He, he, can, he can kick a point. can kick a point. Three, Dublin, no matter where you play in the pitch, even if you're in the full back line, <laughs> Philly, nearly, Philly nearly trademarked this. You've got to be able to play ball as well. That is an important yeah. thing. Yeah. The way Dublin want to play, move the ball quickly... I, I, I think there's definitely going to be a sense Andy, Dublin, Dublin probably fell into the trap of playing really passively that <laughs> second half against Mayo they would have yeah. analysed that game that yeah, third quarter slow on the ball there's no doubt about it I'm expecting to see Dublin are going to try and rectify that and start moving the ball quickly up the pitch so for guys like that in the defence you need to be able to play and not just Dublin I think the top players and the top teams You've got to be. You've got to be able to defend. You've got to be able to attack. That's just modern GAA. Yeah, yeah. The success yeah. Tyrone had last year with it. So, I'm, in tr- I'm definitely interested to see the first three or four Dublin games now with the Auburn Cup final and big games at the start of the National League. And if you're a young guy that gets an opportunity in those games, which you will, there'll be three or four of them, and you do well, you go down and you're marking David Clifford perhaps in Tralee, and 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 you do well. What's doing well on David Clifford? Maybe keep him to fight. <laughs> Play, but did well in them last year. He could get points. All of a sudden, that puts you right in the mix to be a starter in the in the championship. That's the opportunity. Yeah. Dublin haven't really been in that space for for five six years because the depth of the squad. You kind of knew knew who what guys were going to be playing come summer. So, so that's an interesting thing for Dublin. Um, that young man, that young man, you lad, isn't bad. He's had a great club. He's had a great club run, hasn't he? Like, <laughs> it was funny and even lads kind of heckling him at the wedding and things like that. Were they? <laughs> Were they, yeah? Is he coming back and stuff? But he's, he's done brilliant with Croaks and I, I think he came out, didn't he? Um, he was obviously yeah. injured. He missed, he missed the... Yeah, Robbie Brennan came out and said he, 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 he didn't miss the back and Paul came out and said he wasn't going to play again. But he was focused on the club. But he's obviously had surgery so we don't know if he's going to be back in time for the semi-final. I don't know, like, like his priority now at, at the minute and always when it come, came to the club stuff at this time of year, folks on that and yes. with them so I know Crokes they'll lead him I, I think if Crokes are going to win the All-Ireland yeah, yeah. any club team he, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they'll play you can see it in the games Pierce's, just a cut above the Pierce's rest Crokes going to be a good Dubs, game Dubs would love to have him but 
Look, I think we kind of poured water on that uh, last week, so it, it's only. Andy, you're spoiling my bloody topics for next week. We're going to have nothing to talk about when you're gone. Oh, I'm missing. See, I'm missing it already. I'm just. I'm in it. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Think of finding someone first. We need for one, Andy, send us on your your, your shortlist. Give us your yeah, Andy. Yeah, exactly. For one very last time, can I shoot a couple of questions from the football pod <laughs> listeners to you? Rapid Go. fire. Okay. Did Go. you win the lotto? No. Okay. <laughs> my syndicate, my syndicate didn't. No devastation. Our mental. He wouldn't be on syndicate. this bloody podcast with us to be nineteen. <laughs> no, Andy Moran keeps his word. He'd have been here if you wanted nineteen million and sixty grand. I'd have been rubbing in your face, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> You're the gold blazer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paul Jones. Any truth in who's this? Paddy Andrews talking out for Leitrim this season. <laughs> you got a call, no? You have, you have connections in Roscommon, Paddy? Do you? Yeah, the Rakes family are Rossies now. Yeah, yeah. So I always used to keep an eye out for, for the Rossies now, but I, I swear to God, you're laughing, Andy. I'd never looked at Leitrim's fixtures before. <laughs> <laughs> and when the fixtures were announced, I went straight online. I didn't even look at the Dubs games. I was like, who are Leitrim? Who's Andy playing in the first couple of games? So I don't know if I'll tag out, but I'll definitely be supporting the lads. <laughs> How happy is Andy about Oshin Mullen staying? Oh, Okay, right, There's two, this is two-phased, and I think every true kind of Mio fan is the same. We're absolutely delighted that the kid is there. Like he, <laughs> he, he's, 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 he's a brilliant player. Like he's, yeah. If Lee is going to move on in the next couple of years and Ushin was gone, it'd be a huge loss. But you, you, there is part of you too that would have absolutely loved to have seen him at least go for a year or two years and kind of seen what he could do and where he could be exposed. Just out of interest for the kid himself and everybody knows, like... And I said this before, people say, oh, people are a lovely fella and this guy, but he actually is a real genuine guy. He's cut from a kind of a different cloth. He's just one of these kind of infectious kind of people that's around the, um, around the dressing room. So you'd love to have seen him going. And what he'd have brought back, even if he went for a year, would have been amazing. But yeah. for me, football and in general, it's, it's great it's, news. It's great. it's great news we, for me. We, of course. It, from the outside looking in, it's a, it would have been a massive blow. Oh, huge. I, ha- I have to say, and we write Mayo off all the time. <laughs> Every year, it's like, Mayo, it's not going to happen for them now. And they keep coming back and keep coming back. Losing him, he's the lead. He, Lee Higgins has been the, the mainstay of that defence. Guys like Keith Higgins, Donny Vaughan, Colin Boyle. He is the leader of that defence going forward for the next decade. He's yeah. going to be the cornerstone of that defence. And to lose him, I felt would have would have ruled Mayo out of it completely. Uh, ha- hands up, I, I I wouldn't have had them in the mix at all in the All Ireland's conversation if they had lost someone like him. The blow of obviously losing someone like Pierce Hanley before him, and we yeah. just done it last last season on the call. <laughs> what a difference someone like him could have made. We lost Kilkenny. Kieran was gone for for six weeks. He ended up going for and came back. And, and look, that was a massive plus for, for Dublin and yeah. here on himself. But how different it might have been if he was gone. There's generational players. That's what the Aussies are after. Them, that these, go- yeah. these guys are the best. Cream of the crop. At their age. That's why they appeal to the Australian teams. So for, the, for him to do a turnaround and come back is, is massive for James Horn. I'm delighted for him because I know you're saying, Andy, it would have been great to see him. And of course, you're, you're intrigued to see how do our best young players fare in that environment. But obviously, he's at a conversation. He's happy to stay. Yes. And I'm, I, I'm delighted for him that he's come to that conclusion that he didn't go. And we spoke with Conor McKenna last year. Yeah. 
if you go over there, even if you spend a year, yes, there's positives of the environment and you get to train as a professional, but, but it can be so difficult. And, and look, at the motor, look at the motor guys now coming back. Tohill and Derry, yeah. These guys, but, but it, was, it was such an yeah. eye-opener for, for Conor McKenna, as open as he was, it was a struggle. It was hard, and mentally, in a way, for family yeah. and stuff like that. So for Roisin, he's obviously decided, yeah, this is more important to me. I'm more comfortable doing this. It's massive for Mayo and their supporters and James Horner, but it's brilliant for him. I'm delighted for him because that's a ballsy decision. That's a ballsy thought- decision for a young guy to make and he's obviously happy with it and he'll be like, he's like a new, a new signing for... Oh, he is. Big job. He's given the whole county lift. He's given the whole county lift. Sounds like it. If you didn't have enough luck, Earlier that day with the lava. Yeah, yeah. Right. People, uh, that I might be people, spread around the country as well. I, I think well. people in Mayo are more important, more happy with Oshin Mullen. Oshin Mullen. And that's that's the thing you mentioned there, the, the linchpin of the defence, but we didn't see it in the All Ireland final because he was he was back from injury and it was probably he wasn't I don't know how fit he was. But he is the, the he drove he drove them forward so much in that All Ireland final. He scored a point obviously against Dublin in 2020. He's going to be so important to their attack as well. We yeah. corresponded on AM OTB AM on Monday. Thought it was really interesting. I hadn't thought about this before and. I might just put it out there, but she thought it was such a shrewd move that James Horan named Stephen Cohen as captain, but Tommy Conroy as vice captain because Conroy and Mullen are such close friends. They've played together the whole way up. And she just wondered, was that something that was like, this is your team? And, you know, it, you know, maybe that was something that pulled at Ushin's heartstrings. I don't know. I'm sure she Mullen will come out someday and do an interview. And we'll, but Anna, Andy, and this is what the situation I find, I find Dublin are, are nearly in now. It's, the Mayo team, it's evolved. Mm. The connection over the last decade of nearly the whole country with, with, with the Dublin and Mayo rivalry, never mind the, the, their own county supporters, you become engrossed in this team and these players on that team. But that, that is just sport. That doesn't go on forever. That needs to be re-energised and new faces need to be introduced. And from James Horn to do that, let's give younger guys. It is their team. It is now their team going forward. They are the new the guys that are going to drive Mayo forward for the next the next five or six years. And, yeah. and the same with Dublin, where we touched on it from my own experience. I remember starting out and it was Bernard Brogan and Paul Flynn and Dermot Connolly. It was their team. And by the end, it was then Fenton's team and, and Conor Callahan's. That's just the evolution of the team. The sooner a manager and players kind of realise that it makes that transition and that change smoother and easier. But I think it's a brilliant decision from Horan. Stephen Cohen had a brilliant year last season. Obviously, for a guy like Tommy Conroy, what a, an amazing honour. And that just, he had a breakout year, I feel, nearly last mm. year. That just gives him even more confidence. But that's that's what needs to happen in teams because yep. teams evolve and whether we like it or not, life kind of moves on and teams need to refresh. And, and things yeah. like So it's, it's, it's interesting to see and, and delighted for those two guys. It's a big honour. We've loaded the comments in. Andy, unfortunately, I'm going to save some of them for next week with Paddy and... Uh, Those replacement. Yeah, I'm not, I can't say anything yet, so uh, <laughs> we're going to save them, right? But there are one or two more that I want to throw at you. Conor O'Donnell wants to know, are the Leitrim boys allowed a triple spill? That's a club made of mine, good crap. <laughs> <laughs> are we allowed to talk about these? Yeah, no, they were, allowed, they were allowed out for a few pints show at the club. It was like, you're allowed out for one spill, not the double spill, you know. So Is that the Mickey Conroy story? Yeah, so Connor, Connor's on about the triple spill now at this stage. So okay, that's uh, a different yeah. one altogether. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the answer to that is no, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Liam Swift, uh, tell the lads we missed the podcast while we're on the road. Liam Swift, goalkeeping coach there. Thanks, Liam. Uh, we're back now. We're going to be back every week. Andy mightn't be here every week, but you can always listen back to the first 29 episodes if you ever miss his voice. Uh, first 30 episodes. Um, any difference in playing in the Dome? Ronan Hurricane wants to know. That's unbelievable facility. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's, um, yeah, in fairness, Connor Council, it's an amazing facility. Very, very difficult if you're an older player to try to play on that surface and the speed the yeah. ball is moving on. Look at some of the score lines. They, yeah. I watched the Roscommon Galway game. There was a real yeah. speed to that game. Yeah, people asked me, like, they said, would you like to play it? And I said, I'd like to play it when I was 22, not when I was 33. <laughs> you know, that sort of way. It depends where you're coming from. But I know it's very, it's a, like we went to, the night we played Sligo, there was a storm, like a storm yes. in Ballyhonis and it was in Bacon, where, where, where the pitches are. And to be able to go inside, have a good quality match, yeah. huge pace, huge high speed meters on the GPS, like, even for a fitness set, it was it, it was. I, I tell you what, Andy, on a privilege. Just take it from a player's perspective, and, and you know, I've said many times, being over in McHale Park in February, it's 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 heavy going. Is is it nearly though? Those the guys who played, so say Galway and Roscommon have played what three games in mm. that each. It, it's nearly a different sport. They're going to play their first national league games the last weekend in January. I'm looking, Galway. Uh, Galway are playing Mead, probably in where? Would they play in Salt Hill? There'll be a gale for Salt Hill, yeah. yeah. Pitch yeah. will be heavy. The Rossies are playing Cork over in the Hyde. Yeah. Like, it's nearly a different sport from as great as it is playing at that speed in the mm. Dome to going and playing the last weekend of January on, on pitches out in Connacht. And they look across, across Ireland. It's, it's going to be a heavy, but Paddy, really different ba- game. Yeah, Barcrow Park and maybe... Porky uh, Queef, Porky Queef, really. Like you're not going to get another pitch at that speed. So this, yeah. that's that, that's it. We were even asked to play a challenge match in Abbottstown in the last yeah. couple of days, weeks. You know, and it was just kind of like that's not going to really suit us when we're playing down in Pork Sean in four weeks' time. You know, so mm. it was. You, you have, have to, to factor that in. Jeez, yeah, you, yeah. You, you kind of have to think about what you're doing. So what Paddy's saying is very, it's it's very true. Yeah. Um, but in terms of. Anyone that knows the centre of excellence in the yeah. centre of excellence. I'm sure anyone. <laughs> when it blows, it blows <laughs> now. So it's, uh, it's nice to get indoors when it's there. But in fairness to Prenti and all the guys around it, John Prenti and all the guys around it, however they pulled it off, I'm not sure. But what, what it is. And Larry McCarthy is talking about trying to get one in every, every province, which would be amazing. Yep. Sorry, Paddy, I cut across you there. Were you saying something? No, it's, it's, from looking at it on the TV, yeah. for the players... It's it's an amazing facility. It's yeah, class. Yeah. So hopefully, counties or, or provincial councils are fortunate that, that we can kind of get a few of them around the country. Because look, you're preaching to the choir here. I yeah, absolutely yeah. despise <laughs> training and playing games in, in January, February. You know, horrible, horrible conditions for it, this is this is the forwards coming out again. We like yeah, yeah. I would have played all my games the dome if we could. Like. Yeah, Evan Cullen has a question that I'm going to save for next week. I've screenshotted it. It's about whether international GA could get a bit more coverage. But he did say, tell the lads that listening to the pod has made being from ho- away from home that bit easier. So uh, fair play for getting in touch, Evan. And uh, he's no, playing, here, in, listen, he's playing Evan, GA in Marbella. Yeah, but Evan is asking about international GA. If, if the podcast wants to go international, I'm back in. I'm hey, back in. We might have a Marbella, a pod of Marbella. <laughs> I'm back in. I'm back in. I'm back in. <laughs> Needs a new draft up a short term <laughs> contract for him there. Newcastle United. 
we'll keep it open. Uh, there's a last one here, and I think I think this might suit it to leave it at this. A real, give him one bit of advice. Keen Hastings here. Ha- any tips on how to improve as a 13 year old player? Andy, I'll well, go to you on that one. Ah, yeah, like it. I think what people try to do is, from a 13 year old is try to make it too complicated in terms of uh, try to improve everything at sh- short period. What can you improve in, in, a, in a short period of time? I, I remember when I was a kid, I. I actually got knocked off my bike, right? And it hurt my right leg. So I couldn't use my right leg for ages. So I just was keep doing keepy-uppies with my left foot. Doing little things like you can always mm. kind of thinking about the game, your mindset in terms of, you know, the boys aren't passing you the ball. You're playing under 15s, maybe. The boys aren't passing the ball. How can you get on the ball? Where can you, you know, where can you move? Where can you go? And then away from me and Paddy said it a thousand times, unstructured football. Like when you're not at training, just kicking, playing, having fun. Like we were lucky enough to grow up probably in a generation, myself and Paddy, where you were out on the street playing football, yeah. soccer with, with your mates and buddies and stuff like that. That's not so much now, but so, but you can still create that as a 13 year old. You know, you can still put the jumpers down. You can still yes. play, but that, but that's the way to do it. Well, I would say to echo what Andy said there as well, the, the biggest thing you can do at that age, you don't need to worry about strength and condition and all that type of stuff. When you see, people starting weights and stuff and, and in secondary schools and things like that. The technical stuff mm-hmm. is the most important thing. And I gave two examples on the pod last year. Dave I remember Billings, I, yeah. I was that age. Dave Billings, great Dublin GA legend, coming up to me, 13, 14, 15 years. Any time we were playing Vincent, just always play Vincent. We're, we're in Division 1 and we're always back and forth, whether it's in Russell Park or, or Port Bay Vincent. And he'd come up and go, what are you doing on your left foot? How are you getting out of that? In a nearly a jovial way, but it was absolutely in no uncertain terms. If you want to get to where you're going, you have potential, but you got to work on both sides. So you try not to have a weak side, and that's an easy thing to do. And another one, Rory Gallagher, guest of the pod, and he, again, very fortunate for me, looking back at my career, that he, he was a coach in, in my club, St. Bridget's, at a really important development stage for me. I was 15 or 60 years of age, and he used to just bring me for kick and freeze. And I was never a free taker, but he's like, I'm telling if you improve your accuracy, you'll take freeze for our team. You might not do it at, at Dublin minor under 21 level or senior level round, but if you are a free taker, a top class free taker, that gets you in teams. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a massive string in your bow. And ultimately, I never, I never became a free taker, but it helped improve my accuracy. Just kicking balls with him for hours and hours on end. And I, at the time, you're not even, you're not even thinking of it. You don't realize it, but. But those, there, there was two coaches who just told me the technical things were the things yes. to focus on. You enjoy doing it. I, I love doing it. And it made me a better player. It was, it was a massive part of my career and get me to where I got to. So for young players, I think that's, that's a massive thing to focus on. And, and it's something you'll enjoy doing. It was, it was Keane that asked the question, wasn't it? Keane Hastings, yeah. Rory Gallagher never brought you for penalties by the looks of Paddy after your story about your penalties. It was only freeze. If yeah. only I, knew, I knew then what I know now. But, but, but what Keane is asking there, it, Paddy's 100% right kicking and all this, but I always look at the the real top players, like the real, like, did you ever see that Conor Callahan catch against Roscommon where how he doesn't do his crucial oh, oh my god it's, 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 incre- it's incredible yeah. Roscommon against Roscommon yeah. isn't it but yeah. all the best lads like the Gooch everyone used to be on about the Gooch's right and left foot 
But Gooch had the most glorious set of hands you've ever seen, catching the ball on his toes, bringing it up, having it away from his body, looking yes. where he's putting the ball, all that. He just had a really soft pair of hands, hand passing off, hand passing right, Johnny Crowley before him. Mike Frank, you, on that, Andy, there's a Laker gale on Thursday nights. Yes. Uh, on one of the absolute icons for that. Great hands. And Michael Dara, Macaulay. MDMA. Um, and that was his greatest strength. His ball handling is maybe maybe not the most technical. He wasn't in the same bracket as, as Gooch with the ball at his feet, maybe. But his his mm. fielding, his hand passing, his bounces. You, you think you'd have him, you tackle him, and all of a sudden his arms are out of nowhere and he's hand passing the ball to yeah, someone yeah. else. And they're in on goal, things like that as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing that on, on, on Thursday. Great guy. It should be a great story. Brilliant. But, but when Keane is looking at it, the likes of Michael Darren, the likes of Gooch, what do they do? Can you hand pass it off your left? Can you hand? I remember Lee McHale saying it to me, like, you know, Joe, just hand pass it off your left, right. So when you're getting the ball in in the full forward line, you're flicking it off both sides. Mm. It's huge. You still see players at senior level doing the yeah. wrong hand pass going the wrong side. Like, Joe, little things like that. What are you doing? Are you at the gable of your house? Okay, so you don't have your mates to play with. You get your house throwing the ball up. You always see the, the hurling players flicking the ball, going mm-hmm. out to the ball alley, flicking the ball to themselves. The reason they're doing that is hand-eye coordination, catching, kicking. And then another thing is just playing multiple sports. How do you get yes. better at football? Play multiple sports. You, you're the best player at Gaelic football. You might be the, one of the worst players playing soccer. You have to deal with different scenarios there when you're playing Joe, you're the kingpin playing soccer. You have to go in as a bit part player playing soccer. Mentally, that's way different as well. So where do you fit in around playing basketball, soccer, golf, handball, all these things? So just little little, little things like that. And I think some of them Laker Gales are just, wow, yeah, they're, they're amazing. Do you know? Incredible. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're amazing. Like, and it's, uh, the depth. Yeah. Like I, I told the story, Michael Darren McCauley's story is one of the, I, I think, like I'm really looking forward to it, to be honest, even though yeah, we'll, yeah, get, yeah. we'll get mentioned quite a bit for getting flaked. But the, <laughs> I'll never forget the first time I ever seen him playing was Hollymount opening a pitch in Stephen Cohn's Hollymount Caramore, the, the, the Hollymount pitch in Hollymount. And uh, the ball, the, the, the I don't know what to call it, the point, I don't know what to call it. Uh, but uh, he came down and, I was, we were kind of half looking at this fellow thinking, what, what is this guy? He was doing basketball moves, he was screening, he was spinning, he was, he was all over the place, do you know? Yeah. 12 months later, 13 months later, 14 months later, he's won a football of the year. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's just, it's, 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 it's an incredible story and I'm actually really looking forward to it. I've seen that he did one and I was like, that'll actually be way different than, and, yeah. and as I've watched that set. You know, you know what? It's, that's what I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to now from chatting to the lads. That, that everyone will get to see the, the kind of like I say behind the scenes of, of what he's like and his story because everyone out look he, he won eight All-Irelands he was player of the year a couple of all says everyone knows that story behind him and he was unique on the pitch but he's just an amazing guy and, and the work he does in the community the charity side of things his own background his own kind of story as well is, is inspirational to say the least so I'm excited to see I haven't I've only seen clips of it and I'm from chatting to him he's away travelling at the minute as of course he is he's travelling around Asia <laughs> uh, he's, like, he's like Peter Pan he'll never grow up um, but his but, touch his touch for McMenamin's goal do you uh, you're, you're on about you're on that's, you're, yeah, you're, you're on about the game inches do you know you don't get a late brigade if you're not iconic. So yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see it, and, and I hope everyone—I know everyone around the country—will will, will see what, what a, an amazing guy he is. But, yeah. but for Keane, on that note, just 
play, enjoy it, practice all the skills, all the sports. And before you know it, nearly unconsciously, you'll be a better player all around, you know. So There you go. Keane Hastings, how do you improve as a 13-year-old footballer? You got it from the best, Andy Moore and Paddy Andrews. And I'd say that'll apply to... I was taking notes there. Say that'll apply to anyone who's trying to get better at football over the next little while. So, uh, last one here, Andy. Orla from the Sideline Live. You've kind of answered already. There's two parts to this question. So, how is Andy finding inter-county management? It's safe to say you're you're loving it. You're enjoying it. I'm enjoying, really enjoying being back in the dressing room. Um, the matches, the matches straighten everything out. Like, you know, you can train all you want. You get your first match, you analyze the video, and you go, oh, well, that didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work. So the matches, and then the, when you get into the real stuff, the league, the championship, yes. then the results will start coming into it. So, so you're saying again, come back to you in three months. Yeah, it's, it's how you view stuff. Well, I, like, we're positive there. Look at him. He's a yeah, of course. Like, I'm not really, April. The, the wrinkles haven't got any worse yet, but like, you know, like you, you see March, April time, how, as we said, how Rory, how Colm judge success, what the deemed as success, how the outsiders deem success and where you kind of take it from there. So at the minute, it's lovely. We, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, best of luck with the first couple of weeks and thanks very much for coming back on the, on the pod, the football pod, your football pod, the football pod of Paddy and Andy. The second part of that question, and I hadn't thought about it Ooh. until I read it. And now I'm starting to get worried that he'll ditch me as well. For Morla, will Paddy ever get into management? <laughs> I don't need to know down the line. I just need to know in the next 12 to 18 months. Caddian. Caddian would suit him. <laughs> Full-time job. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll answer that. I'll knock on it. Not right now. Not right now. I okay. I think we touched on it. It's, there's a lot of commitment in it. Mm-hmm. You need to be. You, need, you have a responsibility to the players, mm-hmm. your coach, whether it's a club team, an underage team, an inter-county team. Uh, I'm happy. I'm very busy <laughs> at the minute. Yes. Uh, the main thing you need to do, you need to get on to Andy Farrell, Andy Cole, Andy Murray. Andy Lee. Andy, Andy Lee. Andy Lee. Andy Gorham. You just for and Andy Cole. Get me Andy Cole on. Surely have a contact. Okay, there's another forward. All right. Well, listen... <laughs> Andy Moran, it's been a privilege. Thank you very much for the last 30 episodes. The 500,000 listens from sort of from everybody home. Thank you very much. It's been, a, it's been brilliant over they, the last I hope month. they don't drop down to about 50,000 now once more. Oh, well, that's, that's up to us. To <laughs> Our ego couldn't take that, Tommy. Yeah. I'm going to say now that myself and Paddy are going to have a very, very busy week planning and plotting and trying to get ready for uh, a new era of the football pod that's going to start next Tuesday. So, for everyone at home, thanks for tuning in. Um, subscribe, share the pod, and be ready for next week because we're coming back and it's going to be a good one. I'll leave the last word to Andy Moran. No, just thanks very much, lads. Loved it. Paddy, loved getting to know you over the last 12 months. It's been amazing. And to all the listeners, arrivederci. <laughs> we'll all have a keen eye on Leach this year, Andy. Thanks a million, man. See you later, guys. Cheers. Well, See you next week, folks. Bye-bye.